Welcome to the second episode of our Slayers series, everybody. We wrap up our Slayers characters in this episode, and they are quite awesome. But before we get to the episode and learn about this remarkable game, here's what you can expect after the show. Join us back here in the call to action to hear more about a reminder about our newsletter, the latest Undying Bonds episode, as well as patron thank yous and other normal end of episode shenanigans. Mm -hmm. Until then, enjoy the show, everybody. episode of Character Creation Cast. Amelia and myself were fighting over the Arcanist while Spencer watched on. We're picking up right where we left off last time. Enjoy. Yeah, so for, for folks who are unfamiliar, there's kind of four classes in the main book, which is the Blade, which is sort of this combo sword master sort of thing. The Gunslinger, uh, the only person in the city, or the only kind of group of people in the city that have the this rune carved six shooter uh the arcanist uh, the the fought over arcanist uh which is the <laughs> corruptive magic user and then the tactician who is sort of what i consider like the conductor of the orchestra of combat um mm -hmm. there are like like we mentioned there's like a million third party classes out there as well and then in terms of other like official classes there are a couple others that you can look for in some like supplements. So like Dust has the Dead Eye, which is somebody mm -hmm. who has like an alchemical eye, like ruby eye put into them. And they have this cool, weird clockwork rifle uh, that is their weapon. And then yeah. uh, I made, of course, a Corvid class because I'm obsessed with crows. And so I made one that is all about being somebody from Corvid Court, which is another game that I have. You show up in the city because mm -hmm. your city got pulled into the city and now you're there messing with people with birds so um that's about yeah, i was gonna ask is there a part of the city that's like in eternal dark and there are just like pieces of the sun around on the ground <laughs> yeah, there's or? probably something where they well uh, so i will say that aaron jolliffe who <laughs> has made a ton of cool stuff for like slayers and rune and nova made a slayers class that is kind of loosely inspired by the pyre class from nova uh, called the Sun Cleaver, and like they have a resource called Fuel, and they have a fire sword, and I oh amazing. <laughs> so there's and he and he made a, a you know his own district to the city that's kind of fitting for that class. So there's there's a district for everybody. There's out stuff there. out there. Yeah, yeah. Ryan, note for us later, uh, editor Ryan. Um, we should consider doing a series on our Patreon where we do like because we always do things from core books, mm -hmm. but where we consider making characters from supplements. That would be fun. Okay, cool. Carry on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, Spencer, do you have one that you would prefer? Uh, and it's okay if it's the Arcanist. I, I actually love a tactician personally. Uh, mm. That's that kind of fits. It's gonna guess that. For yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the play style that I like uh, in in games. And so, 
Uh, I, I, I've always been a support player, but support has always been kind of not as exciting in some games, but I like mm-hmm. a support player that gets to do dice manipulation. So you do seem to love a good puzzle. I do like, love a puzzle. Yeah. And that seems, that seems correct. So I'm going to, I'm going to take the tactician because it sounds like, first of all, nobody's really gunning for it. So it works yeah. out great for me. Uh, it does not solve your problem, which is. No, it does <laughs> not. Where Ryan is like, <laughs> Ryan's like, I can do Blader Arcanist and I can do it. I'm like, I can do Arcanist and then maybe Gunslinger if I have to. Yeah. <laughs> Should we roll a die? No, because I don't, I I feel you it in my feel bones. I feel it I in my bones that you need to make an arcanist because I really it is, do. I was gonna try and be a good friend, but no, I I I'm want not, you to. I want you to have this. I want you to have this. I I know how long okay. it's been that you've been waiting to create a character like this. So, uh, go for it. Thank you. You have. Thank it. you. I, I will I'm give so excited. I've been um, waiting two years to make an arcanist. <laughs> Um, so I am going to make an uh, AU version of Lena Inverse and go with a blade. Uh, right. This is a Lena Inverse that never uh, discovered uh, her her ultimate signature spell uh, mm. and instead focused on the blade. Very cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's literally the hardest part of character creation is figuring out. We did <laughs> it. That's great. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the next step, once we have our classes, is to actually set our skill scores. So we, we haven't actually talked about skills, but uh, Slayers has a skill system. So kind of a, a collection of skills that you can use either in and out of combat to do various things like talking to people, hunting people down, learning things, um, climbing quickly up buildings and stuff like that. All skills start as a D6 die. So whenever you would use that skill, you'd roll a D6 and you're looking for that four plus. But we get to improve a couple of them to make them make ourselves better at them. So we get to choose one skill to bump it all the way up to a D10, increasing the odds that you succeed quite a bit. And then two skills that are going to go up to a D8. So you have a little bit more training in them than the average person. Mm. Okay. So, sorry, say that again, because I was reading my list of skills while you were talking. Yeah, no problem. Which I should not do, but anyway. So, all of our <laughs> skills are going to start at a D6, which is sort of represents okay. like, hey, you got a 50-50 shot whenever you do it that you're going to succeed on it. Um, sure. But we're going to choose two of them to get uh, upgraded to a D8, and then one of them gets upgraded to a D10. So, you know, the thing that you think your gotcha. character would be really good at, you give it a D10, you know, better than average D8. And then, of course, through character advancement and stuff like that, these skills would go up with time. But these just represent how our slayers start their slaying career, essentially. Hmm. Right. So I'm, start, I'm I'm definitely going agile for my D10 because that makes the most sense for this character. Nimble sword. I'm trying to I'm trying to go based on my good lord 20, 25 years ago memory. <laughs> <laughs> of this anime, which I watched dubbed because the uh, the same voice actress who played Lena Inverse also played Deedlet in the uh, Record of Lotus Wars, uh, which was another popular anime at the time. Well, who I got to meet in person at one convention a while ago. Super cool. Oh, remember conventions? Okay. I know, right? <laughs> uh, okay, so I got to take deceive right i have to like increase that somehow yeah 
feels oh. based off of the vibes that I'm getting with what you're wanting with right. your arc is that feels that feels <laughs> like, on brand. Based off having had a conversation <laughs> with you one time. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh yeah. So I feel like deceive. I was thinking maybe mend mm. would be mm. good. For for folks uh, you know, who like for the the skills in terms of when we use them, a lot of this time these skills are used outside of combat. They're how we navigate the world or do things when mm. we're not in the middle of fighting monsters. But you can use skills during combat as well if it's uh something that you need to like quickly scale up uh you know a to, to the roof to take a better shot at something then you would still want to use agile or brawn would help you kind of lift something or throw something um or even negotiate you could negotiate a, some sort of sentient monster into like backing down um as examples mm-hmm. that are used in the book so there are there is the concept that these skills can be useful for you in both in and outside of the monster hunting okay so I'm going to go with, uh, for my two eights, I'm going to go with hunt and study. Nice. Yeah. And what did you put your 10 in? Sorry. Uh, agile, agile right? yep. I'm trying to decide, like, so I, I'm going to put my D10 in to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, and then I'm trying to decide between um, mend, negotiate, and study. Mend makes a lot of sense, uh, especially if you want those necromancer vibes, right? Right. So, yeah, it's like negotiate or study. You know, you study. I think negotiate could be a lot of fun. Yeah. I just like study gives me those nerd vibes. (laughs) Right, right. I think negotiate also gives me the charisma vibes, which I love a good charismatic nerd is like my thing. I'm playing through Fallout 4 again Mm. and. I was, my brothers and I were talking when we play video games every week and we were talking last time we played about how every time we sit down to play a game, we're like, this time I'm going to do it different. And Mm. then you end up building the same thing. And I was like, Uh yeah, I'm on my like third playthrough of this game. And every time I'm like, this time it's going to be different. And every time I have all my points and charisma, Mm. like (laughs) my my brother's like, yep, every time I've got like a very sneaky sniper type every time. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yep. Uh Uh-huh. All right, so I'm going to do my D10 and deceive, a D8 in mend and negotiate. Wonderful. Great. I have a D10 in tactics as the tactician. Uh, and then I have my D8s in stealth in streets. Ooh, we got a nice spread of skills. Yeah, we should be able to handle most situations when we're moving don't around. Don't throw brawn at us. We'll be fine. Yeah, right? Like, just, <laughs> I hope we don't have to lift anything. Uh, that uh-huh. would be great. <laughs> yeah, like, if the help that you require of us is moving to your new apartment, we are you not You hired the wrong slayers. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, this is a mimic, but actually it's it's a piano right now, so I'm really going to need some help. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so we have our skill sets. Now, all of our classes come pre-built with the ready action, attack action, and quick action. So those are the things that kind of define what your class is all about. So um, it might help for us to just kind of go over quickly what our classes do so that we can Mm -hmm. think about what we want to be even better at in the next step of character creation. Definitely. Um, So as the tactician, my ready action is that I roll a giant pool of dice that's actually equal to the size of my tactics die, which is why I put a D10 in it. So I get to roll a big pool Mm. of dice. Um, And this is my strategy pool. And this is what I do at the beginning of combat. And then during combat, I have the capacity to uh, once per round 
swap dice, either uh, enemy dice with uh, dice that I've rolled or uh, friendly mm. dice with from my pool. So it's it's nice that even if you roll some bad dice in your strategy pool, you can actually give those to the enemy. If you roll some high rolling, those four pluses, then you're giving those to your your allies throughout the combat. So mm. um, that is a kind of a special action that the, the tactician has. My attack action is horrible. The, a tactician, if I'm in a situation where I have to attack, uh, we're in trouble. Uh, I, I only roll a d6, and I can only do one harm at a time, so it's not good if I'm the one that's attacking. Um, my quick action is that I kind of bark out an order to a nearby slayer, and I can help you either use a skill uh, in combat, so you can quickly use one of these skills that we just put some dice values into, or your class's unique quick action for free. So there might be situations mm. where we can quickly get you purging some of your corruption, for example, or changing your stance as the blade, where we suddenly realize you need to be fighting in a different way. Oh. Cool. Yeah, I really like the idea that you're like the, you know, like the person behind everything being like you over here, over here, over here, over here. Like yeah. you're not really doing anything yourself right. necessarily. You are making sure everybody else is where they need to be. I, I very intentionally use the analogy of the the conductor of the orchestra where you are, you're yes. just kind of, you're, you're waving your hand, you're giving the signals like, hey, give it a little more over there, a little less over there, you know, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's kind of what you're going for as the tactician vibe. Oh, that's cool. Love it. Um, Ryan, do you want to read off yours? Yeah, so I, I've got the blade. Uh, so my ready action is take a stance. Uh, so I can choose one of my stances, flow, parry, or slay. Um, and uh, so flow is after you kill a monster, you can take a free move action. Parry is monsters need a 5-plus to hit you instead of 4-plus. So we're breaking the core mm-hmm. rules there. <laughs> oh. Uh-huh. And then slay uh, plus one damage per hit, but monsters deal plus one damage per hit. Um, So a little bit of uh, tit for tat there, uh, which is interesting. I love that. Yeah. Um, So that's my my quick action. And then uh, attack action is a combo. So uh, Blaze does not just strike once, but hits their foe with a thousand cuts. Uh, which is very anime. Um, <laughs> so basically, I get to uh, any hits trigger combo, and you roll another die. This combo continues until you no longer roll any hits, deal damage for a total number of hits. Uh, so that sounds like just doing a whole bunch of damage. Yeah, you have like an exploding dice mechanic essentially. So you you start off as a blade with a one d six. That's how you always attack. And if you hit, if you get a hit you roll another d6. And if you get another hit, you roll another one. And then you have a damage that you deal per hit as a base kind of element of your class. So the more you combo, the more total damage you can do. And then working with a tactician, I can change some of your dice to keep your combo going uh, throughout the fight so that if we really need to, you can do a big old alpha strike against something and make sure that it dies if we really need to make sure something is taken care of. That sounds that, amazing. That like tickles my brain. Mm. <laughs> just like, I mean, it's one of the things that I liked when we talked about Nova too, is like that ability to like play off mm. of each other and mm. you know have that sort of puzzle solving thing. Um, but it's, you know, it's a thing that I always have loved in L5R too, is like the exploding dice. Mm-hmm. And it's just like watching the numbers go up. It <laughs> just makes my, like makes my brain so happy, yeah. especially in a game where I don't have to keep track of a bunch of stuff in order for that to happen. That it's just like, oh, numbers get bigger. Exactly. Yep. 
It makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah, it's wild because the, the weapon dice for the blade is a D6. Um, so, you know, 50-50 chance off the bat. But then, like, damage per hit is two. And so if I keep going, that's just ridiculous. It gets um, and then I, it, Right. And I peeked at some of the advancements, like, oh, well, now you're doing 2d6 instead of 1d6 for your, mm-hmm. for your attack. And then hoe and blade, you hit on 3 plus instead of 4 plus. And I'm like, good goodness mm-hmm. gracious. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, 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 I like numbers going up. I, I, uh-huh. it's, a, it, it's my favorite thing to see. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I hate math, but numbers going up is That's is good. real good. That's good, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> bigger is better. Right. So yeah, the blade, yeah. you know, blade out the gate. Yeah, exactly like you said, that 50-50 shot at, at hitting and getting that combo started. But as you start to get some of these advances, and we'll start taking them in character creation, you are fine tuning and figuring out the best way in every fight to give yourself the best chance to really lay into somebody and get that combo to take off. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I like it. Was that all? Did we cover all of yours? I think so. Yeah, my my last thing is the quick action is just changing stances, it looks like. Okay. Um. So for mine, my ready action is favored spell. Choose a known spell to favor. When using a favored spell, don't mark corruption when using it unless it's boosted. Which also brings us to the point that I'm going to have to pick some known spells. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, attack, uh, my attack action is to cast spells. Um, calling upon dangerous power, the arcanist weaves many spells. To cast a spell, choose a known spell, mark one point of corruption, and roll 1d6. On a hit, resolve the spell's effect. On a miss, the spell fails and does not work. Uh, spells can be boosted before your roll. To boost a spell, add a d6 to the roll and increase the corruption by one. Both dice can hit for spells that have a per-hit effect. Wait, so I can just like be more corrupted? Or yeah, you dice. can. You can be like, all right, I'm going to lean into being super corrupted <laughs> on this, and I'll, you know, some of your spells can. If all of all, of, if you roll a bunch of dice and they all hit, then you're going to have a big effect. But there's the 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 rest of the attack action is where you actually check to see if that corruption backfires and causes you to have something horrible happen to you. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. After casting a spell, compare the highest rolled die to your current corruption score. If your corruption score is higher than your highest rolled dice, uh, roll on the Bane table (laughs) um, and reset your corruption to zero. At the end of combat, reset your corruption to zero. And then I have a quick action um, to purge corruption. Arcane buildup must be cast from the body or else it will destroy you. Roll 1d8. On a hit, remove one point of corruption, and on a miss, remove none. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so excited to just like I know. be so corrupt. And so that's that kind of push your luck element that I had mentioned before, where like you can you can certainly just boost and boost a spell until it's you know it's going to hit and or it's going to hit really hard. But you are now weighing the fact that your corruption meter is rapidly filling up, and you're thinking, okay, am I going to hit for sure? Yes. Am I also likely to have too much corruption as a result and something bad is going to happen to me or the people around me? Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Probably. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and then so like that Bane table has things like you can't use your move action next turn, can't use your quick action next turn, or you mm-hmm. can only take one action. Um, so it 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 does hinder your ability to continue to be effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So you can have that one really big turn and then the next turn you're like gasping yeah. and trying to recover from the massive amount of corruption that just flowed through your body. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and it looks um, like you start with four spells then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there are one, two, three, four, six, seven, eight here. Oh. Um, let's see here. You guys can help me pick. Uh, corrupting touch. The corruption inside you leaps from your hands to those you touch. Um, your target is infected by your corruption. Oh, that's very good. Ooh. Um, every time you cast a spell after this, the infected target takes one damage. That's really good. So just life wow. links you kind of to somebody, and then as you yeah. do more spells, they're just they don't want you to to cast any more spells because it's hurting you. So they will do everything they can to stop you from doing that. Mm. Corrupting wave: the corruption inside you erupts out, lashing out at all around you. Everyone within engaged and near range, including allies, takes damage equal to your current corruption score. Oops. Yep. Sorry, friends. So that's why I'm the tactician <laughs> who's staying in the back of the fight so that I'm not anywhere near you uh-huh. when you explode. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, no I, one stands too close to the uh, Arcanist. I think that could be really interesting because, like, when you enhance it, uh, allies only take one damage, and as the blade, I'll be right on the front lines there too. Mm-hmm. And if you're if you're just in the thick of things, you're just like, I want to AOE this. Yeah, do it. Yeah, I'll take some damage. It's fine. <laughs> yes, but um, I mean, that's if it's enhanced. If it just boosted, the damage is doubled. Which what's <laughs> true? Yep, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. So I guess what is. What is the difference between enhancing? Yeah, good questions. Boosting. So, an enhance is an advance that you can take. So, you can basically, rather than like your advances, primarily change your spells rather than changing you. So, you you can either learn more spells or you can really lean into the spells that you have. So, when you go through a character advancement phase, you can say, "I'm going to enhance one of my spells." So now, every time I cast it, it will always have the enhance effect. um, as opposed to whatever, like the kind of the base fe- effect was when I knew it. So you, you basically are leveling up the spell rather than leveling yourself up. Um, and you I can gotcha. still boost it. Um, the boost is always there as an option, but it's sort of like, okay, I've, I'm using this spell a lot. I feel like I mm-hmm. want to have an even better version of it. So I'm going to, mm-hmm. my next character advancement, I'm going to make the spell better rather than learning a new one or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Ryan, um, I could boost it, but until I level up, <laughs> you're going to take some damage. Um, energy bolt. You cast a bolt of raw energy, crackling with power. You fire a bolt of energy at a target, dealing two damage per hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, fear cloud. Good Plant fear the worst cloud. fears into the minds of your foes and watch them panic. <laughs> so I'm just going to circle. Good crowd control <laughs> one there, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm just going to... Yep, that one it will help us yeah. lock down, especially, you know, if we're fighting off like a mob of people. Because the blade is really good at the like one-on-one focusing somebody down sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so if we have a lot of people that we're fighting at the same time, that kind of crowd control element with a fear cloud will kind of help us focus in on who we need to focus on at a given time. Yeah. Um, Hex, you guys have just the right trick to weaken your foes and make them vulnerable. You choose one effect. The effect lasts until the end of the target's next turn. Um, and the options are haze. They must roll a five plus to hit. Lock up. The target can't move. Betray. A target attacks the nearest fellow enemy. Or 
That range is not supposed to be intended. Oh, yeah, no, that's, that's a, that's a <laughs> slightly happening. That's okay. Um, and so you can make it last uh, two turns if mm-hmm. you want, or in the enhance you can um, two put effects. two things instead. Nice. Yeah. Um, mend, which I guess I did increase the mend, thing, so I should probably take that one. Um, though corrupting, your power can mend those you care about for a cost. Uh, yeah, I know. I really like that. Cause I really like the the moral obligation of having to decide to like hurt myself to help other people. Mm-hmm. Um, target heals 1d6 HP per hit. It can also revive a downed character. One of the very few ways that you can bring somebody back in this game. There are very few options that if you go down, that you come back. Which is kind of like the opposite of our Nova talk last time, where you, right, <laughs> you die, you're right. coming right back. This is like, oh, exactly. it's a little worrisome if you fall. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, siphon, drain the life force directly from your foes and make it your own. Um, the target loses 2 HP and you heal 2 HP. Uh, love that. I love yeah. the boosted uh, version of that where you heal all the HP you're currently missing and they take that amount of damage. So if you're really damaged, you oh, yeah. <laughs> soak up a bunch of health and oh, do a big wow. old swap right. on somebody. Oh, so you, that one's so you want to out. take some damage so that you can go, okay, yeah, go ahead. Hit yeah. me, hit me, hit me. And then I'm going to take a lot now. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. that like perfectly fits my play style. Too. Yep. Um, and then temporal shift. Breaking time is dangerous, but you know how to give it a little nudge. Um, you can choose one effect. Slow the target. It takes fewer, one fewer action during their next turn. Um, or haste. Target takes one more action during their next turn. So I assume you can use that on your fellow slayers. Friends or foes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. So for sure, I want mend and siphon. Yeah. Because those are cool. <laughs> those are very cool. Um, and then I think I want, I I kind of want fear cloud and corrupting wave. I think that sounds like a good combo. I know. I mean, it's I, it's I, good I, that it, handles like a lot of people for us too, right? Like you yeah. can lock them down, but yeah. also if you just walk into a group of lockdown enemies and just blast out your corrupting wave, that can help kind of clear things while our yeah. blade has like. The big bad locked up. You're going out there and just wiping out mobs at a time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can also see us on the front lines together, mm-hmm. right? Like, just, yeah, hit me with that wave. It's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's one that I would probably take that um, enhancement pretty quick. Yeah. Because I think that that has the potential to, um, it It does a lot of, um, like, area control mm-hmm. kind of things. Um, mm-hmm. But also, <laughs> kind of dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll just help make sure that the spells hit when we need them to hit, and the blade hits when we need to hit, and we're yep. good. <laughs> yeah, good to go. That sounds really yeah. cool. Oh, and I can't wait to take some corruption. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my character sheet has like seven little slots. Does that change, or is it always? seven like how much corruption i can uh yeah so that's the that's kind of the maximum amount and you know seven is intentional so that it can always get higher than the d6 die that you'll be rolling for your thing so that you know there's going to be a point that if you do get too much corruption it's gonna bite you in the butt so um, boost it all day damage equal to corruption is one of the bane Mm -hmm. rolls yeah Uh, so you really don't i'm like (laughs) so so i was looking at the first few and i'm like it doesn't sound too bad to to roll that yeah like oh it 
disadvantage. Take a skill that's not roll. so that's bad. Fine. Yeah, take damage equal to corruption. You're dead. And it's because like my starting HP is six. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, <laughs> think about yeah. it. Just, mm-hmm. Um. So we have our. Hopefully, somebody else has the ability to mend. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh wait, no, I do. No, I gotta, I gotta, you know, we have a D six in it. We have a shot at maybe bringing you back if, if yeah. you fall. It's. Fine. I do as a as a design point too. I do like that the little bane table is right here on my character sheet. I yeah, yeah, that was um, Mike. Uh, you know, put it on the character sheet, and w- when we originally made this update the bane table wasn't in the like the body of the text where it is right now too and people are like what's the bane table and they, they didn't see it until they saw the the character sheet and we're like we should probably put it in both places so that people always know yeah. what's on the line as a as an arcanist mm-hmm. um yes so we've got our skill set we've got the spells chosen for our arcanist now we get to do a little bit of that character enhancement so we get to choose two basic advances which are sort of the mm. the ways that our characters get more powerful uh and there uh, all the classes have kind of two collections of advances basic advances which you get to start with and you can kind of take out the gate in the early days of your slaying uh, life and then the expert advances which you get to unlock as you as your character gets a little bit more powerful so um we get to choose two um basic advances to start our characters off with to give them that that slight edge and this is also then the way that if two of us happen to choose the same class so if you had both chosen arcanist for example you would have chosen different known spells most likely and then also the advances that you would choose would start to deviate how your arcanists are going to function Mm -hmm. okay so the the first basic advance i mean no i'm going to take is excel and i'm going to take it for Corrupting mm-hmm. life so that I can enhance it right away and not hurt Ryan. <laughs> That'd be <Awesome>. fair. <laughs> um, I think if I'm going to be hitting, getting hit by these corrupted waves a bunch, um, I think I'm going to take Hardy right away, which means when I when I advance, I always go up by increase my total HP by four instead of rolling one d four as usual. Oh, so I'm always getting my max, max HP, HP bonus. Yeah. If I take cool. that level one. You know, it that's, that's you're gonna be interest right there for you. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So now I'm thinking of um everything. There's a lot of really compelling ones in here, but I wanna if I'm gonna be on the front lines with uh Amelia's character, I think I want Defender mm. as well, which means that when I'm in a parry stance. It applies to all allies within engaged range of you. Um, and then parry stance is monsters need a five plus to hit you instead of four plus. So cool. that gives us more chances to get in there and clear out a crowd together. Yeah, you're um, fighting back to back with each other and you're you're yeah. in that right. defensive mode protecting the both of you at the same time while Amelia yeah. is building up all this corruption. You're keeping everything off until the big explosive way <laughs> exactly i love it i love it i think that sounds really cool those are very good um i'm going to take weaken um which allows me to replace some of the d6s i would normally roll in my big old dice pool with d4s which you might be going why would you want worse dice well because i can swap them out with enemy dice and so i intentionally want to get some bad dice in my strategy pool so that i can ensure that our monsters are going to have some bad situations on their hands um 
So I, I like to do that to make sure that we can keep the baddies off of us. Um, and then the other thing I chose is rally, which is when a monster is killed uh, by any of us. Uh, I roll a D6 and add it to the pool. So I'll have a little bit of dilution in my pool for like the with the D4s. As we kill things off, I'll just be replacing my pool with more dice uh, that we'll be able to oh, use. That's so cool. Mm. That's so cool. One other thing about the tactician I'll say in terms of advances is um, you, I can't take them yet, but the expert advances for the tactician are... Um, Three of them are specifically designed to be in sync with the other classes in the book. So, for example, there's a class, there's a um, advance that allows ally blades. So if any blades that are in the party get to make their next attack after you change your stance with advantage. So anytime you ever change your stance as a blade, if I'm in the same party as you, you're automatically doing it with advantage. Um, oh, that's so and cool. And Arcanists uh, always hit on a three plus when using their Purge Corruption as a, if they're in the same party as me, if I have that particular advance. So I like the idea of, of advances that the tactician take that actually benefit the other classes rather than making yourself a better tactician because you already have this massive pool at this point. You're, you're doing your thing. So the other thing that you want as a support character is for everyone else to be doing their thing even better. So... Mm. I, I like the idea of having the advances where actually I don't really get anything from this, but you, the person that I want to be doing really good in combat, are getting something from it. That's really interesting. Uh, then you can, when you're creating extra classes for the game, now you have to go back and add an expert advance for the tactician. It's it's a it's a thing that a lot of people have kind of picked up on, and they include it in their third party class. So they have all their characters' class advances, and then at the bottom it will say, "Here's the tactician advance that gets added." If this if you're using this third party class, the tactician also now has access to this expert yeah. advance that will help them be better with this particular class. And so it's really cool because then there's a million other ways that the tactician can get better yeah. but they're again helping their other their their fellow slayers right exactly I, I just love support characters and i want them to be cool and interesting and so, so <laughs> that's why yeah. i designed it this yeah. way <laughs> i love that and i think this is kind of stuff we have to keep in mind too when we when we look at mm. ours too ryan because we were trying to kind of um originally look at characters um you know it's like okay this is the <laughs> Originally, when we were plotting out like what we wanted archetypes to do, we were like, okay, this one is DPS, mm -hmm. this one is um, a tank, this one is a support, yeah. you know, just to kind of visualize it or whatever. But I love the idea of having a support that's able to do more than just support, mm -hmm. um, despite uh, being a mercy main in Overwatch, which no one ever sees right. coming. Um, I... <laughs> I do also like to be able to hurt things. Sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I I used to play back in the day a lot of League of Legends. That's <laughs> how I got through yep. grad school, and I would be support, <laughs> but I didn't like playing healer supports. I like playing like Blitzcrank, where I would just be very disruptive and mess things up, and that was how I liked yeah. to support rather than just healing somebody over and over again. I liked to change the shape of every single fight if I could. Yeah, um, I have to pick one more here. I think. Um, I think I want to take boon, which is when you boost a spell, add a d8 to the roll instead of a d6. Nice. Make it a little bit more likely that, that that boost effect is going to go through then. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I like it. Good things to have. 
Ugh, I really like what we've got here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we've got a, we've got a a squad here. Then by the sounds of it, we've got our our hardy defending blade. We've got our effective arcanist uh, who's gonna not be killing fellow blade as much now that we have the improved thing. And <laughs> I've got a pool that's largely about making the the enemies worse rather than making us better. But we can get more dice as we go. Um, and so that gets us through like the sort of mechanical side of character creation. Uh, we would record on our character sheets anything like our HP and our speed dice, which are again are unique to the characters. Um, sometimes some advances might change that those values, which is why we don't record them until we've gone through the skill selection and the advances. So now we would uh, record our HP, our D4, and then we think about who our character is. This is that moment to think about a name, maybe what they look like. There's a couple questions in the book that you can kind of consider, like, why did you become a slayer? Have you always been one? Were you trained in this? Or is it something that you kind of fell into? How long are you doing this? And will it ever end? Which is a philosophical question to consider in an infinite city of will the monster hunting ever end? Yeah. <laughs> and with that, we would have all of our characters taken care of. Style. I get to pick a style. I know. And a name. Oh, I'm so bad at names. I already got my name. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to I'm just gonna go with the, the source material that I borrowed it from, Lena Inverse. <laughs> it works. Fiery redhead spellcaster that uh, destroys mountains. Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm sort of imagining my tactician is not a, like, battle-hardened veteran sort of thing because my my d8s are in stealth and streets so i kind of imagine more so that my person is sort of a a scrappy individual who uh uh, doesn't actually participate in fights but has been watching them enough like kind of wandering around watching how fights play out but doesn't participate absolutely not my character is kind of scrawny i imagine um but as a result kind of understands how the flow of a fight in this sort of cursed urban city goes and so that has helped me kind of like sneak up and watch previous slayers in the past do their thing and then uh, learn a little bit myself so that I feel like, okay, I think I can actually conduct some slayers of, of my own, some, some allies of my own to get uh, together with. Mm-hmm. All right. I wrote scrappy and observant. For you, for you. That is correct. <laughs> there you go. Um, oh, man. This is the part that I stress about so much. Still trying to figure out a name? Well, Ryan, obviously. <laughs> this is why I just use the why same you, name in literally everything. <laughs> digging under my desk here. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> the name that I, I flipped to randomly in my book and, and pointed out is the name we're going to go with. Clemency. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Clemency. I'll be Clem for short. Nice. I like that. Uh, what's a good style? For a an arcanist on the front lines, blasting out corruption and mending their allies. Uh, yeah, and also uh, siphoning. Siphoning power life. Yeah, you got to be a little spooky, right? It right. Feels, yeah, right. I'm getting some spooky vibes here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I don't want to be like outright like goth. Mm. I want to be one of those people that you just like have this vague, unsettling feeling when you're standing too close. To sure. Me. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to put, I'm going to write that vaguely unsettling. Uh, <laughs> That's my style. Uh-huh. And what is, what is your name? Spencer? Rasp. 
Oh, yes. Which will be my name in literally everything because (laughs) I do not like making names. And so I just do that. Amazing. I do remember that it worked specifically very well last time. Yes, it did. That it it fit. Um, Okay. We have characters and that's that's how you make a slayer. And so now our characters are together and we would be ready to go on our first hunt. Oh, that's so cool. Mm, I like that. I really, I really love like how different these Mm. character types are. It just it it feels so good because it feels like I get a chance to interact with this (laughs) game like exactly how I want to. Because while I think everything that the tactician is doing is cool, that does not like my yeah, brain doesn't, doesn't light up your want to yeah. do that. It doesn't, yeah, yeah. Um, that's not my happy <laughs> So um that's great for you, as I tell my son. I'm so happy that you enjoy that. Um, I do not. <laughs> um, but I really, I really like the um the asymmetry of this. It just it feels mm. so good. Everyone gets that moment where they get to be the star and they get to show off what they're really good at. And that's that's kind of the fun thing when you're playing Slayers. Like when you watch the blade hit again and again and you're going, oh my goodness, is it really gonna be six hits in a row? Like this is gonna be so much damage. Or <laughs> when you the the Arcanist is like, okay, I think I'm gonna boost this. And we're all like, are you sure? You're like pretty corrupted right now. <laughs> it might backfire yeah. pretty disastrously but then it doesn't and you get this massive effect or you know the monster is about to hit in a devastating way and the the, the tactician's got that one die left in the strategy pool to be like actually it goes a little differently uh it's, it's that kind of cool moment where the, the spotlight inevitably will move around to each player because everybody gets to be doing the thing that they're especially good at mm-hmm. and i think i've I've played enough D&D where we've been in combat and it's like, okay, we're all different, mm. you know, like all different classes and everything. But our answer in most of these cases is I hit it with a sword. Um, and so now we've gone through like four rounds of combat where we've all just hit things with mm. swords or stabbed it with knives mm-hmm. or hit it with right. a hammer or <laughs> an axe or whatever. So that like when it gets your gets to be your turn to describe what you're doing nobody's interested anymore because we already have done that for three right. rounds mm-hmm. and it doesn't you know like me doing something doesn't really enhance what the next person mm-hmm. is doing and so like you start to lose interest because you're like okay i've already done like we've already seen this before and it's not exciting unless you're the one that actually ends up dealing the killer right. blow mm-hmm. right whereas this is like i i like getting to watch what you're doing because it's totally different from anything that i can do and it 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 makes it more exciting even when it's not my turn. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow, what is uh-huh. the Arcanist going to do this time? And you watch them play with their little widgets and levers and you go, oh, those are the interesting things that you get to do. What are, what are the, let me show you the the cool things that I get to do now. Yeah. Which I'm always really interested in a game that um, not only makes combat snappy because I just don't mm. really love long turn-based combat, but it's, I always say like, it's the one place in RPGs where we're not doing things collaboratively Mm. where suddenly there are turns Mm -hmm. and so anything that keeps a player involved and interested when it isn't their turn is really good to me is something that that benefits everybody and and helps things go smoothly even when combat does take a long time because i'm still interested in it i'm not like watching you count up you know okay i add plus three (laughs) and i add you know plus two and it's like my whole turn like it's just counting things in your turn like you're watching mm. me count those things. It's not interesting. So um I, I like something that kind of 
it, it keeps things interesting for the other people that aren't playing your class too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And then ultimately, none of the classes are too complex to the point where it's like somebody gets to their turn and they go, okay, I really got to think this through. Most of the time you're like, okay, I know what my class is particularly good at. Let me push the button that lets me do the thing that I'm really good at. And, you know, there's, Mm -hmm. you know, there's that element of, you know, there's enough decision-making chew there, enough puzzle for you to play with where your turn is interesting. And like you said, it's interesting for other people, but it's not, oh boy, what am I going to do with all these Mm -hmm. things that I have to consider right now? Right. Absolutely. Right. Oh, so good. So, so we did it's it. So we, we made we some did people. It. We did the thing. We made people. Amazing. I did so answer good. the questions in that thing for my character. I don't know if anybody oh. else did. I think we should do point. that for our fanfic. I think mm. so too. Yeah. Uh, so let's we keep those in mind. Soon. So when we get to that fanfic, we can answer. <laughs> Why did you become a slayer? Will it ever end? We'll find out. Stay tuned, everybody. <laughs> it won't. <laughs> but, <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> It's super not going to end. Well, Spencer, thank you so much for joining us for our Slayers character creation. This was a blast. I'm so, much I'm fun. so excited we finally got to do I'm this. I'm so excited too. Oh, this was this was an absolute delight. I love getting to to talk about this game and, and show it to people. And I love that that like light bulb moment when you kind of see the asymmetry and how it's gonna work. It's cool when you get mm-hmm. to do that, the character creation process, and you get to really see, like, oh, this is my thing. I'm so good at this thing, and yeah. it's uniquely mine. Yeah. Um so it's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> to be able to, to chat with you both and, and go through that with you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I know we're probably only a few more months away from the next project being completed. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you can you can be on our list of of people that like every time they have the Kickstarter, like oh I'm yeah, back. come on, it's we have a show. Hey, yeah. back, it's hey. fine. I'm making another rasp. <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> earned yep. a T-shirt yet. We're no, getting close. That's true, to- our- are seven, what is it? Seven guest six, spots and you get a t-shirt? Six guest spots and you get a t-shirt. I want this right. shirt. <laughs> okay. uh, I, think, I think what Grant Howard has like four. I he's think. got four. Oh, Grant. Grant. I have to yeah, defeat Grant. You I, have to defeat Grant Howard. Yeah. yeah. Gotta catch I think up. The, world, the world needs someone to defeat Grant Howard. <laughs> Unstoppable. Um, <laughs> Unstoppable right. force. Um, well, do you want to go ahead and remind everybody where they can find you, where they can find uh, this mm. game and your other game? Sure. So uh, I am Spencer Campbell. You can find all of my stuff online under my publishing name, which is Gila RPGs, G-I-L-A RPGs. That's my Twitter handle. Uh, Gila RPGs.com is my website, which has links to my itch page where you can find the PDF versions of all this. It also has links to my store where you, if you want physical copies of these games, Slayers in particular is available both in hardcover and paperback. So you've got options there. Plus some of the supplements that I mentioned, you can find them there as well. The Slayers Almanac, Dust, um, and uh, all the other stuff that I have made. Uh, and I also, yeah, that's pretty much where I am. You really just any place type in Gila RPGs and something will probably come up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And hopefully it's me. <laughs> Uh Well, thank you again. And thank you to everybody for listening. Please join us on the next episode for our discussion block. Call to action. Yeah, like that. I really like the character creation in this game. I do too. I do too. It's it's quick, but like that whole asymmetry thing Mm -hmm. is 
just remarkable. I love it so much. I love that each type feels really different. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we've covered enough games at this point that it's like you can make characters different in all yeah. sorts of ways. But I really like that each character interacts with the mechanics in a very different way. And yeah. I like the balance that Spencer was able to strike in it not feeling like you have to learn a whole new game. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's where a lot of games kind of go wrong when doing that, is that it they overcomplicate it. And mm-hmm. so if you want to go play a different class or something, you have to learn a whole new set of rules. Exactly. And this one you really don't, because it's just no, yeah. like, I've got these couple abilities that do things differently. But mm-hmm. it completely changes how you interact with combat in the game. And I think it's... Yeah. it's it's so cool. It's just like chef kiss. Um, yeah. And I was so excited when I first read it a couple years ago. Like, it's like, this is, this is amazing. It's so good. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. No, I, I see what you're talking about. Cause the, this was a really uh, interesting and unique experience. Uh, probably our most contentious character creation uh, choice. It's true. Uh, this is the first time shows. I think that we've really argued over. Uh-huh. Who's um, going to get it? Yeah. Yeah. Although in the end, it was like, no, Ryan, you take it. And I was like, no, Amelia, you deserve this. And I was <laughs> so. like, yeah, I do. You're right. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was like, I've no, had this highlighted felt- for two years. Two it years. Felt, it would have felt wrong yeah. uh, taking that away from you. Uh, Thank you. So, Thank so I'm you. glad you had it. And uh, I really enjoyed my concept for the blade as well. So yeah, I, uh, like, I think it worked out in the end. I like what we ended up with. It's great. So I'm, uh, the fan fiction. Yeah, I'm really looking forward uh, to people hearing the next episode because I think we've got some great yeah. fanfic and we have some just like really awesome design discussion. I know we did so in the good. first episode too, but um, oh, it's yeah. just good. It's just Stay good. Tuned. It's just good. seriously. Um, it's so good. This one was nominated for several Ennies, too. And I th- the only mm-hmm. reason it didn't win is because it was in the same categories as Heart that year. Uh-huh. So, um, there you go. You know, if we just cross out Grant Howitt, this would also have several Ennies, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it should have. It should have. That um, is uh, Spencer's dream right now is uh, trumping Grant Howitt. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Before we sign off for today, we do have a couple of calls to action. Absolutely. Here's a quick reminder that we have a monthly newsletter. Uh, We've got two issues out right now. It's called the Character Creation Chronicle. uh, And this usually releases on the last Monday of every month. Uh, It contains recaps of everything we put out during the month, announcements and updates about the show, recommendations for things we are enjoying, and a lot more. Uh, You can sign up and view previous issues at newsletter.charactercreationcast.com. There is a new Undying Bonds episode out on our Patreon. We -hmm. recorded this one in person together in the same room. Yeah. It was bananas. Um, (laughs) So much fun. We talked more about the relationship mechanics. I feel like... Every episode, we're going to end up talking about them. So I um, hope you're not bored of that. Uh, but we also <laughs> fleshed out two of our shrouds for this game. Um, came yeah. up with like complete list of abilities for two of them. So it's very, yes. I'm, I love what we came up with too. Oh, this, so. uh, the, uh, the gameplay in this is going to be really like excited. next really level excited. off the wall. Ah, it's going to be so yeah. good. It's going to be so good. So those two, um, those two character types look awesome. 
Um, episodes of Undying Bonds are available to all of our backers at the $5 and up level. You can hear all about this game. Um, you can follow our little design journey. Eventually, you mm-hmm. will also get um, a, kind of a playtest copy of the game as we iterate on that, um, as mm-hmm. we have something more than my handwritten iPad notes. Um, yep. <laughs> but you can uh, check that out at patreon.com slash character creation cast. Mm-hmm. And in addition to the Undying Bond series, uh, you'll also get weekly chit chats between uh, Amelia and myself, uh, where we talk about whatever is on our mind for an indeterminate amount of time. Um, Until it probably, gets too silly and stops making sense and we are like, yeah, let's wrap it up. <laughs> especially if it's a Monday. Uh, we release those on Thursdays, so you get a little bit of a midweek uh, treat uh, just because you deserve it. You do. You um, do, listeners. Yeah. Uh, you can also get personal thank you cards uh, uh, made personally uh, by Amelia, uh, who does a fantastic job on My, them. I'm told I have beautiful handwriting. You do. <laughs> you can also get access to Zoom Hangouts with us at some of the higher levels and uh, get to hang out with other patrons at those levels as well, uh, which is always a blast. So uh, much fun. As well as personal thank yous right here on the episode. So, without further ado... Lieutenant, thank you so much. Thank you to DJG Tigranosaurus. Eric Bonds, we are so glad to have you backing us. Thank you. Shadim Cabal, we can't thank you enough. I will always keep trying. Uh, thank you to Daryl Holiday II. Your support brings us so much joy and helps us make so much cool stuff. Thank you. Mm-hmm. The shyest barbarian, we are so happy to have you here with us. Thank you. Benjamin Sweeney, thank you so much. Lorcan McGinnis, thank you for your support. Rob Fletcher, we are so grateful to have your support. Thank you. Kevin Brown, you rock. Thank you. Many thanks, too. Drumroll, please. Tentacle Duck! (laughs) (laughs) John Adibus, thanks for your continued support. A3 Sketchpad, thanks. Thank you to Cole McCallum. And thank you to Carlos Salazar. We couldn't do this without you. And thank you to all of our supporters in the future. We couldn't make this show as easily without your assistance. If you want to join this list of amazing folks and help us out in the process, please head on over to patreon.com slash character creation cast to find out all the other cool stuff we have going on in our Patreon. If you want to support us in a different way, feel free to recommend the show to other folks online or in person, just in line at the grocery store. Like, hey, Mm -hmm. just want to tell you about the good word of character creation guest. You can also leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or Podcast Addict, and our Facebook page. We will read those out right here on the show. We don't have any new reviews right now, though. So if you do leave one in the future, you'll get to hear it pretty much right away. So that's like a pretty big advantage and a reason you Mm -hmm. can totally do it. Yeah. Until next time, though, uh, take care, everybody. Stay safe. Drink some water. Uh, Something, something, something. Usually we say something funny there and I didn't know what to put in the notes. Usually it's like, I don't know, some kind of like weird reference in joke. And I assumed we would fill that in. You know, happy Monday, everybody. Uh, It sure is one of those. And uh, we're glad you're hanging in there. And keep making those amazing people. We'll see you next time.
Character Creation Cast is a production of the One Shot Podcast Network and can be found online at www.charactercreationcast.com. Head to the website to get more information on our hosts, this show, and even our press kit. Character Creation Cast can be found on Twitter at CreationCast or on our Discord server at discord.charactercreationcast.com. I'm one of your hosts, Amelia Antrim, and I can be found on Twitter at Ginger Reckoning or on my other podcast, Garbage of the Five Rings. Our other host, Ryan Bolter, can be found on Twitter at Lord Neptune or online at lordneptune.com. Music for this episode is used with a Creative Commons license or with permission from the podcast it originated from. Further information can be found within the show notes. Our main theme music is Hero Remix by Steve Combs and is used with a Creative Commons license. This podcast is owned by us under Creative Commons. This episode was edited by the absolutely fantastic Ryan Bolter. Further information for the game system used in today's guests can also be found in the show notes. If you'd like to support our show, find us on Patreon. Get access to bonus episodes, extra outtakes, and much, much more at patreon.com slash character creation cast. Thanks for joining us. And remember, we find the best part of any role-playing game is character creation. So go out there and create some amazing people. We'll see you next time. Yeah.